0: It's coming from the song, or my favorite song, around the holiday time, uh, Mary, Adrienne. When I listen to that song, I get chills. It has certain lines in it. Uh, A couple in particular is like uh, when the singer sings, uh, when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. Like I get chills now, just think about it. And also, the child that you delivered, will deliver you, Hmm. you know? I wonder if she ever think about that, you know? But my question to you is, did you know? Hmm. Did you know? But we're going to be coming from the book of John, Hmm. chapter 3. It was ready to your hearing, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. That's just give you a little background on who we're talking about, and it's Jesus. That's my favorite man to talk about, it's Jesus. But today, we're going to be talking about a conversation with Jesus. Right? And I think it's a conversation that probably many of us had at one point or another. You know? So it's the story of Nicodemus. All right? So we're going to start at verse 1 and read about verse 20. And it says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, how could these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly I say to you, We speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe how will you believe it if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven that is, the Son of Man who is in him. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. who does the truth comes to the light? That his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Amen. 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 Alright, so now we're just gonna examine this text about Nicodemus coming to Jesus at night. Alright. So Nicodemus, as the text uh outlined, is a Pharisee. Right? And so the Pharisees are like Jewish rulers, if you will. And um they were most criticized by Jesus and, and his disciples for being hypocrites, you know, because they would instill laws or rules, but wouldn't even follow themselves, right? So they'd be labeled as, as, as hypocrites. And Jesus often challenged their views, you know, and also he undermined their authority as well, you know. They were known to be keepers of the law, of Moses, right? So Nicodemus, he was a teacher. Right, a Jewish teacher, and he sought to be taught by Jesus. Now, Nicodemus could have easily sent one of his servants or assistants to go find out this information from Jesus, but he wanted to confront Jesus or question Jesus personally. You know, because who knows? You know, maybe he was ashamed that he was seeking out help outside of what the Jewish religion uh, illustrates. But we don't know. So, Jesus was a teacher, being. Uh, seeking after Jesus, and it 's just a testament to us, no matter how intelligent we think we are anyway, no how no matter how well educated we might be or think we might be, we still must come to Jesus with an open mind Amen. and an open heart so that way he can teach us about God Amen. right so Nicodemus wanted to examine Jesus for himself right and um, he personally wanted to separate truth or fact from rumor, you know, because he's heard all about Jesus and his miracles and whatnot, you know, and the first couple verses, it says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher coming from God, and no one else can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. So he's heard about him, and he obviously knows that God is with him because of the miracles that he's done. Now, later on in the text, Nicodemus will realize that this conversation is not between two teachers, right? Because Nicodemus has 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 put Jesus on the same playing field as himself, right? Because he thinks this is a conversation between two teachers, right? But he's sadly and mistaken. And um, eventually, Nicodemus will realize that Jesus is the Messiah that was prophesied all along, you know. And eventually, he will speak up boldly. In the defense of Jesus, you know. If we look at John 7, it's just a couple verses. John 7, verses uh, 50 and 51. And it says, uh, that, and this is when the Jewish council were trying to arrest Jesus. You know, they sent out people to arrest him. And I'm going to back up to 45. It says, then when the officers came to the chief priests and Pharisees who said to them, why have you not brought him? The officers answered, No man has ever spoke like this man. Mm-hmm. Then the Pharisees answered him, Are you also deceived? So the Pharisees thought that Jesus was playing my games and tricking him, You know. <laughs> so are you also deceived? Have any of the rulers of Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd that does not know the law is accursed. Verse 50, Nicodemus, he who came to Jesus by night, being one of them, the Pharisees, said to them, Does our law judge a man before it hears him and knows what he's doing? So he's quoting their own law to them. You know what I mean? And he's painting a picture for them. You're not even playing by your own rules, you know? And 52, they answered and said to him, Are you also from Galilee? Mm -hmm. Search and look, for no prophet has arisen out of Galilee, you know? So they claim him to be on Jesus' side. now, Now that he's taken up form, you know? So Nicodemus eventually came to his senses and realized that Jesus is that Messiah that was prophesied about a long time ago. But like I said before, um, Nicodemus realized that this is not a conversation between teacher and teacher. And in verse 10 uh, in chapter 3, you see Jesus throw a little shade at Nicodemus. right? In verse 10 it says, Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? You know, so he's questioning his intelligence, you know, like how are you going to claim yourself to be a teacher and you don't even know what I'm talking about, you know? What I'm speaking to you is is clearly going over your head, you know, because rabbi equals teacher, you know? So teacher, teacher, they think that this is just a conversation between two teachers, but like I said, this is well, well beyond that. And what I want to get into today on the slideshow is what do we think of when we think of a teacher? You know, what, what, what's some things that we think about when we think of teachers? Hmm. So, this is a couple of things that I thought about when I think of the word teacher or the profession teachers. It's I give it to the teachers here, I don't think I can do it. Matter of fact, I know I can't do it. You know? Just a little bit of time that I spent in the high school as a recruiter lets me know that I don't want to be a teacher. You know? um, the, the, the rudeness and the disrespect and just a blatant uh, uh, lack of self-respect. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think I could deal with that every single day. You know? So I pick my battles and go in there when I have to. But sometimes when I think of teacher, I think of uh, shaping behavior, right? So thinking of, of a teacher, shape behavior. So. This, this is an illustration of a good teacher, okay? Because I know we got some bad ones out there. But I a good teacher, shape behavior. So things like uh, teaching manners, teaching morals, teaching values. So some of the stuff that a child should be learning at home is being reinforced at school, you know what I'm saying? So when I think about a teacher, I'm thinking about a uh, child's behavior being shaped, you know what I mean? Because a child, some of the first heroes are their teachers, you know? So they look up to teachers, and they have that power and that ability to shape behavior. Right. Another is learning. You know, so when I think of teachers, I think of obviously learning. You know, teachers they give lessons, and with those lessons, they give quizzes. You know, and they test your knowledge on what was uh, on the instruction that was given. And um, with learning, you have different subjects. Right? So you got math, science, English. Social studies, reading, history, whatever. You know, So you got different subjects and all based on learning. The whole premise of going to school is to learn, right? Another one, hated it, but homework, right? So teachers, they give homework. So what is homework? It's the work that's, that's given to you that's to be done or expected to be done outside of the presence of the teacher, right? So it's to test your knowledge and see if you understand or comprehend what, you, what, you, what you're learning at school. Right? Are you retaining what you learned at school? Can you apply what you learned at school? Right? Another one, engaging. Right? So they encourage participation. Right? So I'm looking at you as a student, as a pupil, to engage in this conversation. So that way I can know that you're grasping the concept that I'm trying to uh, pass along to you. Right? So I'm, I'm engaging. And then lastly, friendly. Right, like I said, good teachers. Mm-hmm. So, teachers are friendly. They're warm. They're kind. They're welcoming. They're uh, comforting. You know. So, if you're having a rough day as an elementary student, uh, student, you can go up to your teacher and cry your heart out on his or her shoulders, and they make you feel better. You know. They give you a hug, and it's going to be okay. You know. So they're friendly. You can go talk to them. You, they're approachable. You know. So this is a brief list of uh, what I think of when I think of the word or the title professional teacher right so would you guys agree with that yeah. okay all right so like I said Nicodemus he, he he's, he's on his high horse he's filling himself because he's a man of status and he has people that work for him and he thinks like I said this is a conversation between two teachers but is this all that we think of when we think about Jesus right so is he or does he shape our behavior with the word? He does, right? So we read and study, and our behavior should be shaped because we're not conformed to this world. We transform by the renewal of our minds, right? Right. Learning. We're expected to learn as we grow in Christ, right? right. So we're expected to learn. So everything that we learn on Wednesdays, Sundays, or Mondays, whenever we attend, we're expected to retain it, to apply it, and live it, right? Homework. Right. you got to do some studying on your own, right? Because coming here Sundays and Wednesdays or Mondays, uh, at, at most three days a week is not enough. Right. right. So you have to be able to study on your own because if you only study the time that you are here, you're only here for about an hour. On Sundays, maybe a few hours, you know? But you have the rest of the week to do whatever it is that you want to do and be bombarded by the world, right? right? So you have three days here at the most, four days in the world. So you're in the world more than you are in the church. Right? right? So you have to study on your own. You have to do some homework. Right? Engaging. It's engaging being in here, right? right. Jesus expects us to uh be each other's burden bearers, you know, to hunt each other, be our brother's keeper. Right? So we expected to be engaging. And also friendly. Of course, there are some illustrations in the Bible where Jesus was not so friendly. But in the grand scheme of things In reality, he's friendly. You know, he's approachable. He's here for us. So, with this, I want to take a look at a uh, a scripture, right? Quick, Mark 16 and 15. Back it up to 14. It says, Later he appeared to the 11 as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, This is Jesus' teaching go into all the world and preach the gospel to every preacher. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Right? So that's along the lines of homework, right? So mm-hmm. after we leave this here place of worship, we are expected to go out into the world, right? And let's look at a, another text. Let's go to James. James chapter 2. And it's going to be about five verses. So 14 through 19. And it says, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked or destitute of daily food and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give him the things which, is, which are needed for the body, what does it promise? Thus also by uh, faith by itself, it does not have works. He's dead. Yeah. But someone will say, if you have faith, and i have works show me your faith without your works and i will show you my faith by my works Amen. you believe there's one god you do well even the devil, uh, correction, even the demons believe mm. and tremble you know what i mean so we can't just do work and expect to make our way into heaven without even faith right, right. Mm-hmm. so it's some um, a lot of things that come along with it primarily faith and works together you know So, is this, right here, shaping behavior, learning, homework, engaging, friendly, is this what being a Christian is all about, right? Is is, is this all that being a Christian is about? Just shaping behavior, learning, homework, engaging, friendly. We're not talking about faith, we just talk about just working, right? So can you get to heaven just by strictly working? No. No. No, right? So, if so, if that's the way we think we're going to do things by getting into heaven just by works alone, then we got an issue, right? So now we can rearrange these, these uh, attributes or characteristics of a teacher uh, friendly, right? Learning, engaging, shape behavior, and homework. And if you look at the first word, and all those words lined up, it says what? Flesh. Flesh, right? Mm. Flesh. So we're in the same boat as Nicodemus, right? Because we are thinking we're doing everything right inside of God, but really we're not. You know what I mean? Because everything that we're doing, we're just appealing to our flesh. That's right. So if you, I don't know if y'all ever thought of yourselves as compared to Nicodemus, but and, and, and Nicodemus' eyes, he thought he was doing it the right way right. Mm-hmm. Right? He, he thought he was doing it the right way he thought he was doing it God's way because he was appealing to the law of Moses right? Right. that was the last law that was given mm-hmm. but now you've got this guy who's saying he's the Messiah he's coming along and he's throwing a wrench to the game mm-hmm. you know? and so Nicodemus thinking he's doing it the right way but you see that he has a sincere heart he wants to do things the right way so right. he seeks out Jesus for himself yeah. right. Right? so he no longer wants to please his flesh he wants to appeal to God personally you know? So, what does uh, James 3 and 6 say? Not, not James, not that, John, what we were. Back to our original text. John 3 and 6 says what? That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Right. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. So, like I said, Nicodemus thinks he's doing things and and uh, doing things right in the sight of God. You know, but I, I want to tell you that Jesus wants to be more than just our teacher, right? So he he's, he's more than just a friendly person and just trying to teach us stuff and keep us engaged and make us do homework outside of the church and, and shape our behavior. Mm-hmm. Jesus just wants to be our Savior. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Jesus wants to be our Savior. So it's, now we see that the conversation is not just with two teachers. Now we see that the conversation is between sinner and Savior. Mm. Amen. Right? Did you know? Yeah. You know, back to my title, did you know? So the, 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 the conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus is, is between sinner and Savior. You know that you cannot work your way into heaven, right? That's right. So, so what did Jesus say that we must do? Be born again, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Nicodemus, you can't start from where you are and work your way into heaven, brother. You've got to start all the way over. You've got to be born again, yeah. all right? And that's the same thing that we have to do as well. Mm-hmm. We must be born again. We can't start from where we are and expect to work our way into heaven from where we are. We got to start all the way over, back to being a baby in Christ, right? and learn from that point and then continuously grow, right? And so as we look through the scripture text that Nicodemus, he eventually started to grow, you know. He initially came to Jesus at night, right? He initially came to Jesus at night, and then the next time we see Nicodemus, he's speaking up for Jesus against the, 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 the Jewish council, right? Trying to get them to at least hold true to the rules that they set in place, you know? Then the next time we see Nicodemus, he's, and this is after the crucifixion, that now he's asking to be part of the, essentially the burial team for Jesus, you know? He bringing sacks of myrrh and, and all kinds of incense and aloes and whatnot to wrap Jesus in and, and the, and the Jewish ceremonial burial. You know? So he's paying his respects to Jesus in that way. You know? So eventually, we have to start over. Yeah. You know, we have to be that babe in Christ and eventually grow from there. Right? So Nicodemus expect, uh, knew that and he eventually, like I said, showed those characteristics of growth. Are we doing the same thing? Yeah. Are we growing in Christ as we should be? Uh, God, he's looking for steady growth, right? He's looking for steady growth, not instant perfection, you know? That's a, that's an impossible task right there, instant perfection. You was out there sinning yesterday, and today you're supposed to ex- ex- expect it. Just stop like that and never sin again, you know? We are looking for steady growth over time, you know? Do you want to change, you know? If you do, then let's make that steady growth over time. But I want to read a passage right quick in John 19. John 19, beginning in verse 38 and going to uh, 42. And it says, After this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he may take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took the body of Jesus, and Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds. Then they took the body of Jesus and bound it in strips of linen with spices, as the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place, where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new tomb, in which no one had yet been laid. So there they laid Jesus, because of the Jews' preparation day for the tomb was nearby. So we see that Nicodemus had that steady growth, right? And another question that i like to ask you, then I like asking questions, you know, especially as a religion went to therapy a couple times, and you know, they ask questions, and you just sit there and talk, 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 and you realize they only ask one question, and it's been an hour, and you're still talking. You know. But if the thing is, you have the answers already. You know what I mean? You have the answer already, and you just got to think about it. You know, you have to be asked the right question, and it'll come out of you. So what I want to ask you is, how well does your present level of spiritual growth match up with how long you've known Jesus. How well does your present level of spiritual growth match up with how how long you've known Jesus? So are you one of the ones who, uh, I, I've been in the church since I was a child, you know, and uh, now you're aged and uh, you haven't grown any since you were a child, <coughs> spiritually, you know? Have you plateaued? Spiritually, you know, have you gone so high and then you just top down and say, you know what, I, I, I don't know of anything else I can do. You know, I can't offer anything else to the church. Well, I don't want to do anything else for the church. I just want to show up, sit in my seat, sing songs, get my praise on, go home, that's it. Right. You know, or yes. we just a, a do the bare minimum type person or Christian, you know. So how, how, how well has your Christianity or your faith grown since you've known Jesus, you know. Has it been a steady, progressive growth over time? Or have you reached a stalemate? And you just say, I'm done. You know? I, my, my faith can't get any stronger than what it is okay. now. You know? I'm ready to go meet the Lord right now. If I was to cross my arms and rest, I'm ready to go meet with the Father right now. If not, we got some room to go. You know? okay. If if so, then good for you. You know? Help someone else, help help someone else to reach that point where you are. That's right. You know? man. But I, I, I'll be willing to guarantee that we all got women to grow still. You know? We have not reached a point where we just have absolutely no cares, no worries, and we're not fazed by anything that we come in contact with on this time. time of life. Yeah. If, if you say so, I'm not scared to call you a liar. You know? yeah. <laughs> because it's the truth. And the thing is, that's the whole point of this Christian thing. is is to grow, you know. We we, are not expected to have instant perfection. We we got repentance, right? So we know we're not gonna be living a picture perfect life all the time. We know that we're gonna have life circumstances and it may cause us to doubt or be scared or have worry or whatever. You know, but at the end of the day we need to be able to know who we can cast all the cares and worries to. And that's God, right? Jesus. So if we know that we have someone to be a propitiation for our sins why not use it for them? You know, why try to take on everything for ourselves? Because at the end of the day, if he's willing to be a burden bearer, let, let him have it. You know? Get that way to walk you so that way you can continue God's mission here on this time side. Yeah. Right? So, like I said, don't be long. The same Jesus that came and answered Nicodemus' question and rattled his brain you know, told him that he had to be born again. It's the same Jesus that requires for you to be born again as well. Amen. You know? So just like Nicodemus had to be born again, so do you if you want to make heaven your home. So how do we do that? You know, have got the steps of salvation, right? You have to be a hearer of the word, right? So you have to hear the word first. And then you have to believe what you've heard. Right? So after you've heard it, you believe it, now. What? Hmm. You have to
1: repent,
0: right? Once you repent, what, what are you repenting of? You know, you're, you're, you're repenting of what? Your sins, right? Repent of your sins. And then now you've repented of your sins, now you're going to do what? Confess what? That Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And you believe that with your whole heart. Right. After that, after you confess that, then what? Be baptized. For the remission of this sin, right? Amen. All right. So we got that. Hear, believe, repent, confess, be baptized. And after that, we still have something else to do. We still got work to do. We still got our homework to do, right? right. So we have to live faithful to the day we lay our arms holding the rest. Amen. And so now we entered into this covenant with God and now we have that avenue of repentance, you know, that we didn't have before. That's right. You, know? you may have thought you did while saying the sinner's prayer or Repeating after somebody and, and saying uh, shit about a hundred and all of this stuff. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, catch that But, but uh, if, if you do what you're supposed to do scripturally, you know that heaven eventually can be your home. Amen. Okay? Amen. So if you do what you're supposed to do scripturally, you know heaven can be your home. You like that shit about a hundred, huh? <laughs> but, it's just that simple, you know, and, and, and for some people, it's just too simple to uh, wrap our minds around that. If I just hear it and believe it and repent of my sins and confess Jesus to be the Son of God and then be baptized, that I'm in this relationship with God, you know, and I have that avenue of repentance for the rest of my life. You know? It is just that simple, you know, mm-hmm. and just like how Jesus told Nicodemus, you've got to be born again. It's just that simple, you know, but he's... Thinking of some complex thing like how my grown self is gonna fit into my mother's womb again. Mm-hmm. If you, you you you've lost the point at that point, you know. It's a spiritual thing. You think about the flesh, you know. But this is a spiritual operation, right here. Mean, that's gonna take place in that water day baptism. Amen. Amen. So that's it. I'm telling you, it's gonna be short. You know? and I told you. We got things to do afterwards. Y'all ladies gotta to go to. Just but I don't want to cheat you. I want to make sure that you gain a grasp of understanding of what's being said. Amen. 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 So, uh, you got a song of yep. All right, so that's what you got to stand. If you feel like you want to make Jesus your Savior, you and uh, be baptized for the remission of the sin, and make your way down. It. We'll take care of it today. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. To the foundation of the telegraph before the 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 song invitation was 618. Six, Are <laughs> you washed in the blood? Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Right. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace, are you Washington?